to be or not to be? That is the question. In this episode, we're spending time with the Ego Performance Company in Coventry, whose actors all have physical disabilities or learning difficulties. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against the sea of troubles, and by posing, end them. During lockdown, they've been performing Hamlet's famous soliloquy over Zoom, using it to explore the difficulties, the challenges and the hopes they have in their own lives. We chose that speech because it's very poignant for people with learning disabilities, Down syndrome, autism, cerebral palsy. And biasly to say we end the heartache. And the thousand natural shocks that flesh is at that's like me every day. Do you feel like that every day? Yeah. When I'm reading the lines, it feels like I'm merging with that person, that I'm them and they are me. Performing Shakespeare has become part of their fight for acceptance in society. You can be anything you want, and it's about changing people's perceptions of what's possible from people with disabilities. It's also kept them bonded during lockdown. It's become something far more important than the theatre company. It's become a support network. It's become a real true community. It feels like the air I breathe. I can no other answer make but thanks. And ever thanks. Ego Performance Company produces all kinds of live productions, from theatre to music, short films and comedy, and it has a group which focuses specifically on Shakespeare, called Bold as Bard. Bold stands for Beyond Our Learning Disabilities, and I think that's just what we believe at Ego, is that there are no limits. Your disability gives you no limits. Bold as Bard has been run for the past four years by Katie Stevens a leading actress at the Royal Shakespeare Company. Ego's been going for 14 years. Whoever you are, whatever you are, you are welcome at Ego. Ego's actors have had to tackle exclusion, stigma and isolation all of their lives. A situation made even worse by Covid. Hi Kate! How are you? I'm good, you? So Zoom has been a lifeline, allowing rehearsals to continue. Oh God, I just realised how messy my hair is. Lockdown hair. Yeah, look at it. Today, Katie is working on Hamlet's speech with Benji, who has a learning disability and mental health problems. Okay, my love, so if you read from the top down to I, there's the rub. I really want you to think all through that passage about your personal feelings. Okay. To be or not to be, that is the question. The speech becomes a springboard for a wide-ranging and personal discussion. It's a really powerful speech about depression and suicidal thoughts. So should I kill myself or should I not kill myself? So to be alive or not to be alive? That's now, like me every day. Do you feel like that every day? Yeah. Is that a thought that goes through your head every day? Yeah. And 
and what do you do you actually sort of weigh up the pros of living and the cons yeah. of living and yeah what, every day I do so yeah so that's totally me yeah yeah I think it's because one side of me is missing so it's a constant it's like a constant burden so you you know this debate and what stops you that I need to like help people. I like helping people and getting them forward in life. I just feel like I've got responsibility to help people forward their lives. Yeah. I personally don't want to be alive. But I've got no choice. I do understand it. To die, to sleep no more. And by sleep to say we end the heartache. What do you think the slings and arrows uh, of outrageous fortune? It's like the things that life throws at you, the the arrows of life that get stuck in your body. So uh, yeah, I do understand what you're saying. Yeah. Bullying and like um that yeah, that happened a lot in school. Kids used to try to get me to eat apples from the bin and they'd um, push my head down into mud and make me eat the mud. At the time it made me feel like really, really low because I, f I didn't feel like I was a part of the school. What does concern me is that while we're talking about all this it might make you feel rotten and I don't want no, to. I hope, no. I hope that talking about it is more cathartic than upsetting. Yeah, it's more cathartic. It's like being, like, privy to it, yet not. I don't feel depressed. It's just um, just to know what it means. It, it's, it really mm. touched me. Good. Okay. There is absolutely no rules. Shakespeare is for everyone. And that's the whole point about that speech, is that speech is about the debate of suicide. And so he's writing for all the people who understand that feeling like you understand it. It just has to be said from the heart. It doesn't matter how you say it. Yeah. You've, um, you've actually made me feel a little bit teary. What is amazing about it is that when we do do exercises like that, it always brings up the debate about disability. You know, obviously those with high, more high-functioning autism respond to the intellect of it. Um, people with lower functioning autism respond to the rhythm. Um, some of the people with head injuries are just absolutely shit scared that they're going to forget their lines. One of our actors, who has slight form of Tourette's, just said tits. <laughs> you know, he is just hoping that he's not going to say tits. <laughs> Ego Performance Company is about what's possible. Nothing is impossible in that space. You know, you can do anything. You can be Hamlet. You can be, you can be anything you want. This is Lee. He has cerebral palsy and is a wheelchair user. He works full time as a mental health advocate, and in his spare time, he's an actor and trustee at Ego. Lee has embraced performing Hamlet's soliloquy. Oh, I loved it. You know, Hamlet's to do with mental illness, <laughs> so I loved it. Um, well, I, well, that's my interpretation. I think Hamlet's to do with mental illness and grief because he never got over the death of his father. You know, we've been in the game a long time. And, um, you know, particularly in lockdown, some of these people have got nowhere else where they can be themselves, where they can create. 
where they can have the limitations of their disabilities forgotten about for a bit. You know, and that's what it's all about for me, an alternate reality where people can feel safe and they can they can express themselves freely and safely without any recrimination or judgment. It's a terrible time for isolation for everybody. It's particularly isolating for people with learning disabilities. And also a lot of our members are um, clinically vulnerable as well. So they've been shielding for a lot longer. You know, our job is to pick ourselves up and just make sure that our support network and our community still continues, albeit on Zoom. To be. Or not to be. That is the question. This is Holly and Sam. They're close friends, they're accomplished actors, and both of them have Down syndrome. I'm a bit hyper today. You're a bit hyper. Why are you? Yes. I'm extremely proud of both Holly and Sam. They're both fantastic actors, but they're not just fantastic actors. They're also brilliant company members. May Summer Night Greets, Hamlet, I love everything. I want to learn Shakespeare because it gave me more confidence in me and also I can learn Shakespeare more. I just enjoy doing it, making people happy and making them laugh along with us performing all these other Shakespeare plays. They're really disciplined, they both work really hard, they're both lovely to have in the room. To have them both on stage at the time is an absolute joy and to see them every day on Zoom (laughs) is an absolute joy as well. It's almost like they're starting afresh, like they're learning a completely new language. No one's ever told them they're rubbish at Shakespeare. So they have a confidence with Shakespeare. And what's extraordinary is the way that Shakespeare is developing their reading, their speech, um, their confidence, their imagination. Because I think they approach it like they're learning a completely new, crazy, wonderful language. With Baudifard, I have played Juliet in Remy Juliet. I also played Ophelia, and also played Richard Third's mother. I remembered all my lines without using the um, script that Katie gives us. I be murdered twice in Richard Third. First time I got my top cut off, and my second thing is I be suffocated by a pillow. <laughs> There's never a dull moment, Andrew. In theatre, you know, we, we, we have accessible showers, we have accessible ramps, we make access for people with physical disabilities. We need to be making that access for people with learning disabilities. Some of the actors have experienced difficulties learning large amounts of lines. So Boulder's Bard has found ingenious ways of giving them confidence on stage. We created a character called Lord Promptington and he would just be in every single scene with a clipboard with a script on, basically. If they had a kind of blank moment, then Lord Promptington would be there to always kind of bail them out. What I want to see is them in the business. I want to see them in the business. And, you know, since um, actors have been working with us, they've gone out and they've got jobs because sometimes I set up like interview situations as well. So they go into a room, but we use Shakespeare to try and get a job. And that was, 
you know, that was really successful because after that, two of them went out and got themselves jobs. Why? Love for Swarmy in my mother's womb. For I should not deal in her soft laws. She did corrupt frail nature with some bribe. Lee has also been giving powerful performances of Shakespeare's Richard III, who is insulted and rejected for his physical disabilities. To shrink up my arm like a withered shrub, to make an envious mountain on my back where sits deformity, to mock my body. For me, Richard III is, is un, unjustly vilified, you know, in history as, as a bad man. Um, and I don't think he was a bad man. You know, he was a hideous, he was deformed, he had a hump. He had what you would now know as scoliosis. Um, you know, he had shriveled arms and legs. To shape my legs of an equal size, to disproportion me in every part. But am I then a man to be beloved? He's actually saying, no, actually, you know, I may be humped, I may be ugly, but I am entitled to be loved. I am entitled to to want, to need. Because you have to understand that, you know, from my point of view, society says still, you can't, you shouldn't. Why would you want it? What's the point? Nobody's going to love you. Why would anybody love you? You know, all of those things still go on today in 2020. I made my heaven to dream upon the crown. And while I live to account this world but hell, until this misshaped trunk that bears its head is round and paled with a glorious crown. Yeah, he's in agony. Yeah, he's in agony. No, I went through a period of that. If you've got the right people around you and you've got a bit of tenacity in your own belly, you know, you come out of that, or, or the universe pulls you out of that, and, and you have to take some risks. So I'm always pursuing my crown. I'm always pursuing my, I'm always pursuing my crown. And the next thing, and the next thing to achieve, and the next thing to achieve. I never run out of stuff to to conquer. The reason why I wanted to do it, because I wanted to educate people about the darkness of it. And the struggle is something that's very important to me, that each experience, each interaction where possible is the best, because I don't know whether you will ever meet another disabled person ever again. So I have to make sure that that experience is the most positive it can be. It's really lovely for me to see them own the language, own the emotions, when they do have those breakthroughs, when they really see that Shakespeare is talking about them or to them. And those wonderful light bulb moments and to see them all out on stage with such great confidence in the language and performance makes me very happy and very proud. It doesn't matter whether you're born in 1648, you know, whether you're born in, you know, 1978 doesn't make any difference you still feel pain you still feel anger you still feel love you still feel loss and that's what disabled people most of the time particularly when society knocks them down they have to turn around and say you know i've made my heaven you know and i'm going to go for it and i'm going to fight for it i'm going to do you know what i do these guys bard they're my family and i think we're all kind of um you know i i was grew up a bit of a misfit, didn't quite fit, fit in life until I found theatre. And um, we're a kind of family of misfits, really, in all different shapes and sizes. And my life would be much poorer without them. Because I didn't have much confidence before, but 
with like Katie, she's like my right arm and I really admire and love her so much. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> Thank you, Benji. I'm having a little cry here. <laughs> The Bold as Barn actors are Benji Spear, Samantha Jane Morris, Holly Riseborough, Lee Bettles, Charlie Watts, Victoria Hollis, Philip Woodcock, Alan Kelly, Rory McInnell and Gareth Sayers. John Fagan is their voice and speech coach and also plays Lord Promptington. And the founders of Ego are Georgina and Tim Egan and Corinne Emerson. If you want to support Ego during these difficult times, they have an online donation page, which is listed in the podcast show notes. I can no other answer make but thanks. And ever thanks.